time to Glory. raise a little hallelujah. I'll raise a hallelujah with everything inside of me. I'll raise a hallelujah. I'll watch the darkness flee. seated where the word and spirit come together to reveal the power of God where we're not slothful in business we're fervent in spirit and we're serving the Lord Amen. that's first Corinthians 2 4 and Romans 12 11 well welcome reverends Larry and Angela Keaton glad you're here it's been exciting so far I'm sure it's going to continue Amen. all right praise the Lord so upcoming events, we have prayer for the nation, uh, the first Saturday of the month. That'll be June 3rd at 8 a.m. Uh, everybody knows the nation definitely needs prayer, and we come together as, as one body to pray for the nation, and, and mighty things are done. Praise God. All right, so June 10th, we're going to have a water baptism and cookout. So yeah, yeah. Um, details are in the uh, bulletin, so we'll, I'll let you read that. 
All right, and then June 18th, don't forget Father's Day is coming up. And then June 26th through the 23rd, of course, or through the 30th, of course, we're going to Generation Life Youth Camp. Yep, for those that are going, we're going to have a great time, and uh, many cho many young adults' uh, lives will be changed. Amen. Praise God. All right. So, uh, so I'm hoping everybody's having a great Memorial Day weekend. I yes. know I am. Thank you for those that have served. Yes. So thank Amen. you for those that have served and have given their all. Yes. That's what this holiday is all about: is is to remember those that have given their all, yes. so that we could uh, we could have the freedoms to worship God that we have. Amen. So I, I I'm. Yep, and Jesus is definitely the one that, that gave the most and paid the ultimate price for all of humanity with his own blood. Amen. Ah. Thank you, Lord. And thank you for those that have also given much. All right, so, okay, our meditation for this week. Um, our in him is Ephesians 1.6 out of the King James. It says, to praise to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. So our confession, I give praise and glory to God because he has made me accepted in Christ. Praise God. All right. And our healing scripture for this week is Psalms 118.17. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. I have a pastor friend that this is his, well, this is the scripture that that, that saved his life. He he was in Vietnam, and he he, uh, he set off a booby trap and was blown 50 feet through the air. And and uh, he, he, had, he had just put on his flak vest right before, before that. The, the Holy Spirit had prompted him to put on his flak vest. He didn't normally wear it because it was so hot. And he put it on just before, and, and, and he... Uh, they had to medevac him. Um, he had lost about a third of his leg, and uh, it was all blown up. Yes, it, it did, he still all the bones were still intact, but they had to stitch him back together. Right. They they said he was going to lose his leg. They said a lot of they said he was he might not even live, but he kept saying, "I shall not die, but live, and declare the works of the Lord," and and he's been pastoring ever since. He's never stopped because he, he, even though the doctors kept saying, you're not going to make it, he kept saying, I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. So he stood on that, and we can stand on that. So our confession, I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. Praise God. So these, these meditations are not just for here today. They're for all throughout the week, so please take the bulletin with you and, and, and say these over yourselves at least once a day, if not more. Get them down on the inside so that they become a part of you and they become rhema to you. Rhema is the spoken, the spirit-spoken word of the Lord. All right, well, let's pray for the service. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, and we thank you for being here with us. We thank you that, that you will give Brother uh, Larry and Angela the words that need to be spoken, the words that are just right for here and now, the words that we, we come expecting to hear, not necessarily the exact words we expect to hear, but the words that are here for us for this time at this place 
so that we will receive from you and that we will grow closer to you and become more like you and, be, and, in, and move closer to being your disciples, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the answers to prayers. We thank you for healing in our bodies. We thank you for prosperity. We thank you for all that you've done. And most of all, for the life that you gave so that we would, ha so that we would not be denied eternal life. We thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus. You cannot come to steal, kill, and destroy. You will not hinder the word. You will not steal the word that is given. It will fall on good ground, and it will grow and bear fruit in our lives and the lives of those around us, because we will share that word. You are defeated, Satan. Now leave in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, Ms. Hyper's house. Um, before we do our confession, um, as like as Pastor Aubrey has drilled into my head since I was like a kid, um, meditation does absolutely nothing for God, but it does everything for us. Um, I don't know about y'all, but like this weekend alone has just been absolutely great. Like I've gotten everything that I've prayed for and like actually like and actually expected so far. But I know that that's, that that's just the tip of the iceberg. So anyway, let's stand up and do our confession. And as I said before, um, our confession does absolutely nothing for God, but does everything for us. So say it like you mean it. Amen. <laughs> and remember, these are all promises that God made to us. Yes. So we can stand yes. on that. Yes. I am yeah, the, the image, image of God. God. I, I am spirit and flesh. I am very good. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am crucified. I am a new creation and a new creature. I am dead to the flesh, but I live in Christ. I am dead to sin, quickened to life, saved by grace. I am buried with Christ by baptism. I am raised from the dead with him. I walk in the newness of life. I am forgiven and redeemed. I am an ambassador of Christ. I am the righteousness of God. I am the workmanship of God's hands. I am created and ordained to do good works. I am justified by faith. I am chosen and I abide in Christ. I am holy and without blame. I am predestined for adoption. I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer and I am greater. I live, move, and have my being in Christ. I claim this queen in life. I can do all things in and through Christ. I am near to God by the blood of Jesus. I am raised and seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Jesus, I am here to meet with you. Amen. Amen. So, and if, if you like the, 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 the confessions we do as a church, there are cards back in the back that you can take home with you and you can say them over yourself all the time.
the wind is watching every gesture of your hand. Waves of fear collapse in your command. I know tomorrow when the pressure rushes in, you'll be there to rescue me again. What a mighty God, what a mighty God you are. Tell them how great you are the mighty God. You the 
Miss Sue, I know you don't like being called out, but can you come sit up here for me, please? Y'all can be seated for just a minute. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You grab the anointing oil and come down. Sit right here for me. I saw last night the Lord woke it up, woke me up. I know that you've had injury to your ankles. You have metal in your ankles, correct? Is there metal along the side of your ankles? It's in the feet themselves. Are there pins? Multiple pins, correct? They run like this in your feet? They run this way in your feet. Okay. I saw in the spirit last night, I saw your face. And then, this is going to sound weird, but I actually saw in your feet. The inside of your feet. And I saw, are they long pins that run this way? You don't know. But they're definite pins that go this way. Can you flex your ankles? Are you able to? Okay, so you are able to flex them. But you have pain in your feet all the time. Is that correct? All the time. That's why you don't sit still. And that's why you sit with your feet up, because unless your feet are up, you can't stand or sit. Is that correct? Okay. No, I knew that. I didn't know it to the degree that I know it now. The Lord, I saw in your feet, and I saw the hand of Jesus reach down, and I saw him pull those pins out in the spirit. And so, Brother Larry, Miss Angela, if you'll come, and we're going to lay hands on her feet together. Uh, Brianna, come here and be my human microphone holder. <laughs> Hold my microphone. You need to let that in there. Get it close so they can hear it on the recording. Watch your mouth, please. 
I am? Yeah, we're okay. all going to get down here. <laughs> we're all going to get, we're all gonna get down here, and we're just going to pray. Come on, we're going to up. Thank Father, we thank you. Father, I saw it in the Spirit. I saw those pins being removed by the hands of Jesus. And so, Father, we thank you that those pins have been removed and bone has been restored. Cartilage has been restored, Father God, and pain is broken. That pain leaves right now in the mighty name of Jesus, and it will never return from this day forward in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you. Oh, there it is. There it is. The healing power of God. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Healed. 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 Oh, and whole in Jesus' mighty name. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Glory, glory, glory. Yeah, go ahead and push up on that. Glory to God. So you just, Miss Sue, you just begin to say, Father, I thank you that my feet are normal in Jesus' name. Normal and pain-free in Jesus' name. And you just keep saying it and keep saying it and keep saying it. Glory to God. I was trying to get away from it. I was trying to leave it to the end of service. And God said, are you going to do what I told you to do or not? So I said, okay, Lord.
Day. Thank you, Lord, for the privileges of worshiping you every day. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise and honor and glory for everything that's said and done up until this point, and all that will be said this morning and done this morning and tonight as well. We give you glory, Father. We take no credit in anything. All we've ever done is just say yes, Lord. Now we thank you, Father. You said you'd put your words in my mouth and you'd hasten to perform them. You said if I'd open my mouth, you would boldly fill it. So I thank you, Lord. Think, think through my mind. Speak through my lips this morning. And we'll give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And all the saints said? Amen. Well, you may be seated. So we were talking about Third John 2. He said, Beloved, I pray above all in all things that you prosper and be in health as our soul prospers 
And I covered the part about our soul prospering, you know, renewing our mind to the Word of God. We need to learn to think like Him. Thank you for your enthusiasm. I said we need to learn to think like Him. Because I used to think squirrely thoughts. And if I let my mind just go now, I'd think squirrely thoughts. But uh, because what we think on, Joshua 1, 8. Let's just go back there and look at that. Let me find it here. Joshua 1, 8. He said, this book of the law, or he's talking about the word of God, shall not depart out of your mouth. In other words, keep it in your mouth. But you shall meditate in it whenever you feel like it. Day and night. Day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that's written in. When we meditate on the word of God, it gives us ability to be a doer of the word of God. And uh, James said, the doer of the word of God is blessed in his deeds. Yes. says, if, don't be a hearer only, but be a doer. If you're a hearer only, you deceive yourself. Yes. And then, uh, thank God, we can be doers of the word because we meditate on his word. And then it says, uh, observe to do according to all that's written in him, then you shall make your way prosperous. You make your way prosperous. Well, see, you make your way prosperous by doing things God's way. Amen? And then you'll have good success. So he said, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now, when we talk about prosperity, we're not just talking about money. I mean, you know, you can be have all the money in the world and and be miserable. Yeah, you know, Howard Hughes. I don't know if any of you know about him, but in his day and his time, he was one of the richest men in the world, and he died a recluse up in the penthouse of one of the large buildings that he owned. Very fearful. Uh, so just having money doesn't make you prosperous. You know, it's it's not prosperous to have all the money in the world and you die and go to hell. It's not prosperous to have all the money in the world and your family die and go to hell. So prosperity is not just about money. But the the pivoting point of all of this is to have a, a prosperous soul, that your soul prospers. And we talked about that yesterday. So who would like to receive a greater return on their giving? Anybody in here? I kind of want to talk about that this morning. Uh, I mean, that's absolutely amazing what the pastor said. You got 100% tithers in the house. I've never heard of that before. Wow, that's amazing. But you know, just just tithing the money is just part of it. And we'll talk about that later. I'll get to it. So uh, God wants to put his supernatural on our natural. 
And the same faith that we use to give is the same faith we need to use to receive. So we want to talk about three important facts about prosperity this morning. I know you know this, but I'm just going to remind you. You know, Peter said, I know you know these things, but as long as I'm in this tabernacle, as long as I live in this body, I'm going to continue to remind you. Because we just need to be stirred up sometimes about some things. So there's three things I want to look to look at this morning. God's will for us concerning prosperity, the purpose of prosperity, and how to become prosperous God's way. You know, just because you tithe doesn't make you, it doesn't make it automatic that you're going to be prosperous. So God's will for us concerning prosperity, because, you know, faith begins where the will of God is known. Uh, when we uh, taught this in the Czech Republic in Poland, prosperity was a, almost a curse word to them. I had to teach them that it was God's will for them to prosper and the purpose of prosperity. And they begin to prosper, not because of me, but because the word of God is true. Uh, if you let's go to Second Corinthians chapter nine. Now, if you back up and read the context of this, he's talking about giving. Second Peter, I mean Second Corinthians chapter nine. He says chapter eight, verse nine. Well, I got that right. Second Corinthians eight nine. He says, "For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor." that you through his poverty would become rich, have a full supply, abundance. He became poor. When did he become poor? Well, I'm glad you asked. He became poor on the cross. The same time he became sin, the same time he bore stripes on his back for our healing, the same time the chastisement of our peace was upon him, it was all paid for right there on the cross. I wish I had time, but you know the story where they tore the roof off the house? That was Jesus' house. And just think about it. Jesus had a team of 12 at one time and 70 at one time, and, and, and his uh, treasurer was a thief. So there was always more than enough for Jesus, his ministry, his 12, and his 70. But anyway, we don't have time to go into all that. You can look it up yourself. But Jesus lived in Capernaum, and that's where the house was. And many translations even says he was in the house. And the house was the house that where they tore the roof off and they, at home. And they tore the roof off, and they let the man down at Jesus' feet. I always wondered why no, nobody got mad because the roof was torn off, and they let the man down at Jesus' feet. So prosperity belongs to us because of Jesus did, and it works for us because of what we do. I'm going to say that again. Prosperity belongs to us because of what Jesus did, but it works for us because of what we do. You know, just like your salvation. God's provided salvation for every man, woman, and child on this earth, but some people have never heard it. Some people have heard it and rejected it, but some people are like us. We heard it, we, we believed it, 
and we received it, and it became a reality in our life. Just think about the new birth, what I was just talking about. I mean, my goodness, that's prosperity. I mean, we were on our way to hell, and now we don't have to go there. Amen? Yeah, it is. And uh, so let's look at prosperity in the beginning. Genesis chapter 2. It said, The Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend it and keep it. You know what the Hebrew word Eden means? Pleasure, luxury, abundance. You know, God never intended man to have to toil or do anything. But God, but man disobeyed God. As a matter of fact, I believe, now this is just my thinking, I believe the tree was a type of the tithe. He said, everything in the garden is yours, but this is mine. I don't want you to mess with it. And he messed with it, and that's what that's why he had to send Jesus. What about prosperity at the end in heaven? Okay, let's go look at Revelation chapter 21, verse 21. The 12 gates were 12 pearls. Each individual gate was one pearl. I mean, you know, when you think about pearls, you ladies sometimes get blessed with those things, and they string them together, and you wear them around your neck. These pearls were one. You think about that, a, a pearl that big. How much would that be worth? And notice this, and the streets of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. Some people get upset when you wear gold. And God says, what are you, why are you worrying about wearing pavement? Because the streets in heaven are made of gold. And it's not the kind of gold that we have here on earth. It was so pure, it was transparent, like Transparent glass. And remember what Jesus said in Luke chapter 12 and verse 2, Luke chapter 11, verse 2. He was praying the, what we call the Lord's Prayer. Jesus said, uh, when you pray, say, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we see there was prosperity in the beginning and there's prosperity where we're going. And, and think about this, you know, a lot of the things in the Old Covenant were types and shadow of the New Covenant. Right. And when God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, that's the same thing as God bringing us out of the world into this new birth, into this new creation reality. And it says in Psalms 105, verse 37, he also brought them out with silver and gold, and there was no feeble or weak among the tribes. And we're talking about several million people. So that's a type and shadow of God bringing us into this new birth that he's given us. Like he said in Third John 2, in all things I desire that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. God wants us to be wealthy Healthy and wise. Because if we're wealthy, we can advance the gospel. You know, because if somebody takes up an offering, you don't have money to give. 
Hello? If you're, if you're uh, ill or have some sort of physical condition that uh, hinders you from going and preaching the gospel, that's not prosperous. See, God wants us wealthy, healthy, and wise to be able to freely obey him in whatever he asks us to do. So we've seen God's will concerning prosperity for us. What is the purpose of prosperity? You know, money is not is just a tool. It's not a goal. I said money should be a tool and not a goal. Deuteronomy 8.18. This is the way I taught prosperity to the people in the Czech Republic in Poland because I believe this is the true purpose of prosperity. Deuteronomy 8.18, he said, You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power. And that word power means ability and strength. He gives us the power, the ability, the strength to get wealth. Why? I'm glad you ask that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day, or to preach the gospel, because you take that and bring that over into the new covenant to, to establish his covenant. Well, what's his covenant in the new covenant? Jesus died. He was buried. He resurrected. And now you can receive him as Lord and Savior. Not just wealth, but ability to get wealth. I heard this statement one time. You can give a man a fish and feed him for a day. But you can teach him how to fish and you'll feed him for a lifetime. See, that's what God did for us. He gave us the ability to get wealth. Because think about this. If God gave us wealth, you know, we can have a temporary period of stupidity and lose that wealth. But God didn't just give us wealth. He gave us the ability to get wealth. So if he gave us wealth and we got stupid and we lost it all, we still got that ability. You know, a lot of millionaires have gone bankrupt a couple times before they ever reach their point. We just don't quit. I said we just don't quit. You know, anytime, thank God for First John 1, 9. You know, that is still for us today. If we mess up. If the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we have a temporary period of stupidity, all we have to do is ask God to forgive us. He forgives us and he forgets, and we need to learn to do that to ourselves. Yes. Come on now. You can't live in the past and go forward with God. So he forgives and he forgets, and we need to forgive ourselves and forget about it and go and get right back on track and get right back in the plan of God. So if God gives us the power to get wealth to establish his covenant on this earth, thank God we have the power to get wealth. And let's look at Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. Here's another proof of the purpose of prosperity. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always, 
always, what's always mean? Always. Always having all sufficiency in all things may have abundance for every good work. I like to say it like this. Have abundance for every gospel work. That's it. That's the purpose of prosperity. You know, I heard someone give an illustration like this one time. Let's say God is a faucet. That's the spout where the glory comes out. And we're like a water hose. And we get connected to that water hose, and then God turns the power on. And whatever is from God flows out through that hose. And someone might say, well, you know, a hose doesn't ever get to keep any water on the inside, but it's always wet on the inside. See, when we stay connected to God and his plan, his will for our life, prosperity will flow through us, you know, and we may not be able to keep it, but we're always a vessel of it. And just like that water hose, you've always got more than enough on the inside for you, yours, and anyone else that God tells you to. The, the, the healing power of God will flow through you. You can stay healthy and be able to distribute that to everybody. See, God has got a purpose for our lives. I got one amen. I said God has a purpose for our lives. And it's to be blessed abundantly to be prosperous in every area of our life, to be wealthy, healthy, and wise. So God is able to make all grace. You think God's able? See, there's nothing impossible for him. But the Bible also says there's nothing impossible for those that believe. So God has made all grace abound toward us, that you always have all sufficiency in all things, that you may have abundance for every good work, abundance to fund the gospel, abundance to preach the gospel. You know, we don't ever, we are never concerned about having enough money to go do what God tells us to do. Now, we may have to take a step of faith. But there's always, God always supplies we lived on the mission field, and we never went without. Prosperity with a, without a purpose is poverty. Money is a tool, not a goal. And I said this a while ago, but I'm going to say it again. Prosperity belongs to us because of what Jesus did, but it works for us because of what we do. Um. Uh, Angela and I, made, years ago, made a commitment to one another uh, concerning finances. If she can come to me and say, God said to give this amount of money to this person or this ministry, there's no argument from the other person. We always are, are in agreement because we agreed on that years ago. If I go to her and says God said to give this amount of money to this person or this ministry or this cause, there's never an argument. And if uh, one of us has a, a higher figure, we always go with a higher figure. Uh, give an example of this. One time we were in camp meeting. 
Kenneth Hagin Camp meeting. It was one of the last ones. No, I guess it wasn't. It was right, right after we went on the mission field. And we'll always, we'll always pray and get a figure. Most of the time we get a, the, the same figure. But one time uh, I got a figure, and it was a rather large figure. As a matter of fact, I was kind of proud of myself <laughs> that, I was, that I was willing to give this much money. And I told her, I says, this is what God said to give. And she says, well, that's not what God told me. And I said, well, what, what did God tell you? And the figure she had was ten times more than what I had. <laughs> and I said, that, that God, God told you that. <laughs> and she says, yes, that's what God said. Well, see, uh, both of us share our uh, responsibilities in the ministry, and I oversee the finances. So I knew what we had, and we had it. But, you know, we've got stuff that we've got to do back home when we're on the mission field. And I know how much all that stuff costs. I know what monthly bills are and what we pay our staff and our salary and everything. Because in the beginning, it was coming out of our ministry, the money that came to us. And eventually, the church was self-supporting. But uh, in the beginning, it wasn't. So anyway, I knew. And so, you know, I just had to suck it up because we made that agreement. Whatever amount, whoever had the largest amount. So I, I said, okay, we'll do it. So I'm sitting in camp meeting. I started writing the check. And God said, I, now I can trust you with anything. Where your treasure is, where your heart is also. See, and any time God asks you to give something above your tithes, he's not trying to get something from you. Any time God asks you to give your tithe, he's not trying to get something from you. He's trying to get something to you. He's trying to get something to you. See, I'm, I'm just not going to live that I'm bound to money. It, it, because he gave it to me for a purpose anyway. If it's not for me, it's for somebody else. Come on. Because if, if God can get it through me, he can always get something bigger to me. Come on now. I said if God can get it through me, he's always able to get more to me. But if, he, if, if, I, if I make it, if I get stuck because I won't do what God's telling me to do, then you know, like your children. You tell your children to do something, and they don't do it. Well, you wouldn't tell them to do something else, would you? Why would God continue to tell us to do something if we're not going to be obedient in, in the things he tells us to do? So thank God. You know, and I, I quoted that, but Matthew 6.21 and also Luke 12.34 says, For where your treasure is, there's your heart also. You know, I could look at each and every one of your bank accounts and I can tell you how much you love God. Well, it's awful quiet in this Presbyterian church. <laughs> because where your treasure is, where your finances is, is where your heart is. I mean, that's, that's what the Bible said. I didn't say that. Isaiah forty-eight seventeen. 
Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. So God will teach us to prosper. So, you know, now I know you're 100% in tithing here, and thank God for it. That's a miracle. Like I said, I've never heard of that before, but there may be some people watching by Internet. They're not tithers. Well, number one, if you're watching this on a regular basis and you live in this area, you need to be filling one of these chairs. Yeah, I'm talking to you out there on the Internet. You need to be filling one of these chairs. If you're, if you're feeding off of this ministry and you're not coming in here and giving your supply, shame on you. Someone was telling us a, a story about someone they knew, and there's just been disaster after disaster after disaster, and they were in church, and they, they've gotten out of church. They were serving God, and now they're not. Well, I wonder why all this stuff is happening. Hello? Wake up. You get out from under the spout where the glory comes out, and stuff happens. You don't get a steady supply. You know what? Just think about this. What if you didn't eat this afternoon or tonight or tomorrow morning or the next day or the next couple of weeks? Huh? You wouldn't be doing too hot, naturally speaking, physically, would you? Well, Jesus said that the Word of God is like food to us. And if you're not sitting under the Word and you're spiritually fed, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, and faith goes by not hear, hearing the Word of God. See, if, if you're not listening to the Word of God on a regular basis, then you may have head knowledge, but it's not working in your heart. You need to be in a good church under good pastors, and these are some, I don't know any other pastor in this area. I believe these are the best pastors in the area. So if... If you're watching by internet, I was talking to you. <laughs> if you live in this area. So, how do I get started? I'm, I'm talking to the ones on the internet. You guys already know this. But anyway, it, it will be good to hear this anyway because you can take it and help others. Second Corinthians 9.10 May he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food... Supply and multiply your seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Listen to how the Amplified says it. It says, now he who provides seed for the sower and bread for food will provide and multiply your seed you are sowing. So here's the way it works. If you purpose in your heart to be a sower, God will give you seed to sow. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And then when he gives it to you, start tithing. And then, after you, get go, after you get established as a tither, then be obedient to give wherever God tells you to give. And you know, don't listen to these preachers that try to twist your arm. Uh, if you don't give, we're going under. Well, just let them go under. If they've got to get on TV and beg for it, come on now. Or, or try to manipulate people. Anyway. God will give you food to eat and provision for you and yours. See, he not only gives you seed to sow, seed to, 
to get out there. You know, you can't plant a garden without seeds. You can't. Uh, what? Name two banks that are here in town or close by. Trust. Truest. And First Citizens. If you've got money in Truest and you go over to First Citizens and say, I want to draw out $1,000 or even $100. They say, well, what's your bank account number? Let me see your ID. Well, I don't have a bank account here. Well, they think you're crazy. Yes. See, if you don't deposit money in the kingdom of God, and if you don't have it, just be a, become a sower. Because God said, God promised he would give seed to the sower. So if you don't have it to sow, then say, God, I purpose in my heart right now to be a sower, and God will get seed to you. Yeah, but don't eat your seed. <laughs> Tell you a little story. I was This is early on in my Christian walk. Uh, I was uh, believing God for a cassette player this date you. And, uh, and and uh, I wanted one that, uh, no, it was continuous play. Because I, I would put, I made a bunch of confessions, and I, I I wanted to put that CD, I mean, no, the, the tape in that player and listen to it all night long when I slept. Right, right. And uh, so anyway, and it cost $100. Back in the day, well, 1984, $100 is a lot more than what it is today. But uh, so uh, I, I was believing God for $100. No, 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 no. Uh, I, I got the story backwards. Uh, the pastor presented to the church uh, that he wanted to buy some new chairs, and every chair uh, cost $25. So I wanted, at that time, my father, my mother, my brother was not saved. And so I wanted to buy a chair for me, my mother, my father, and my mother. My mother and father and brother. So that was four chairs, and it was $100. And so I'm believing God, and I got this extra job that I wasn't anticipating. And uh, so anyway, I, I reaped a $100 profit off the job, and I went and I bought the CD player. <laughs> the cassette player instead of buying the four chairs. And then I repented and then God got the $100 for the chairs for me. So anyway, don't eat your seed if God gives you seed. Amen. Uh, become a sower. See, it's, it's just about like this. This is what God says. Just think about this. What if you had a friend that was a very long-term friend and they they were a person of their word, and they were in the financial, they worked in the area of finances. And they come to you and they say, uh, uh, I've got this great deal, and it's, it's a great investment. You, it, it cannot fail. And I believe in the investment so much that I'm going to give you the money to invest. And I will watch over it, the money that you invest, and I will make sure that it is multiplied back to you. All you and you can't lose on this deal. 
All you've got to do is say yes and let me invest this money to, for you. That's what God's saying in that scripture. He said he would give seed to the sower and bread for food to the eater. So just become a sower. And, you know, because there may be some of you here, you're faithful about tithing, but you haven't gotten to the point that you can give above your tithes. It's awful quiet in this <laughs> Presbyterian church. Yeah, but it takes faith to tithe and to give. It takes faith to sow. Uh, take the faith that God's given you and say what he says about your tithes and your giving. You know, I said this before, if your mouth's not moving, your face's not working. So let's look at Proverbs. You know, it's good that you folks tithe, but now I want to concentrate on the fact of how to receive back from your tithes. Because God wants you to be blessed abundantly, and he wants you to be able to sow in other fields. You know, if a farmer is going to increase, say he's got a 50-acre plot, but he's only working a 10-acre plot, how is he going to eventually expand? He sows the 10, and then he whatever kind of harvest it is, he takes more of that seed the next year, and plants more seed in the ground for the next year. So he may take this 10 acres this year, and then he saves enough to plant 20 acres the next year. And then the next year, he he does even more. How much do you want from God? You know? I mean, because if if you become a giver and a tither, I can't, you know... In our own lives, uh, and I'm not bragging on us, we've never lacked for anything. Now, we're not extravagant people. We can make a penny scream. We're, we're very frugal with our money when it comes to us. But we've just become very liberal in our giving. Whenever God tells us to give, we don't have a problem with it. But because that's the way God wants us to live. We're we're like the hose connected to the spout, God, the, where the glory comes out. We may not keep everything that God gives us, but we're always wet on the inside. We've always got more than enough for us. Proverbs 3, verse 9. Honor the Lord or worship the Lord. You know, when we sing, we think we're we're worshiping God, and we are. But when we get, start giving our tithes and offerings, that's worship too. I said, that's worship too. Honor, Proverbs 3, 9. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase. Why? So your barns will be filled with plenty. So you'll have everything you want, everything you need, want, and desire. So that your vats will overflow with new wine. So that's what you say. You know, I'm honoring you, Lord, with my tithes so that my barns will be filled with plenty. So I'll have everything that I need, everything that I want, everything that I desire. 
you know, God delights in the prosperity of his people. He just doesn't want prosperity to have you. God loves for you to have money. He just doesn't want money to have you. Because if he can get it through you, he can get it to you. Malachi 3, verse 6. For I am the Lord, I do not change. God never changes his mind about tithing. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Israel. Verse 8. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what word have we, ways have we robbed you in your tithes and offerings? Notice he says tithes and offerings. And, not just tithes. Thank God you're a tither, but he wants you to get over into the overflow. He said, you're cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me and even this whole nation. See, because, okay, if have you ever been with someone you say, well, I want to bless you and take you out to buy you something or, or buy you a meal? And they say, oh, no, no, no. You, I, I couldn't accept that. And, and, and you ever heard the expression, you're going to rob me of a blessing? Right. Huh? Have you ever heard that? Oh, yeah, well, see, you rob God from, a ble- from blessing you if you want to expand That's right. your, right. your capacity to not only oh, give, but to receive. Yes, come on. You're cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even the whole nation. So then he goes in, he says, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse. Uh, the, the storehouse is the local church. Yes. You know, uh, the electric company don't give you electricity because you're a church. When you redid these, all of it, made the sanctuary look new again, you know, all the contractors, they wanted money, didn't they? They didn't say, well, we, well, some of them, they might have blessed you with some of the work. I don't know. But they, you know, this, this flooring, this carpet, all, all the equipment here, it costs money. The gospel in and, out, in and of itself is free. But it costs money. The propagation of it is uh, is free, but it costs money to get it out there. He said, bring all the tithes in the storehouse uh, that there may be food in my house. This is the only place in the Bible he says this. Try me now in this. One translation says, Put me, uh, prove me now in this says the Lord of hosts. One translation says, put me to the test. Says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. We're almost to that point, personally, Angela and I. And it's because of the lifestyle of what what I'm talking about. And I'm not bragging on us. I'm bragging on God. Because all we've ever done is respond to Him. When you respond to God, you can have what God wants you to have. But when you don't, you can't. 
And he doesn't want you to rob him. Because if you don't respond to him the way he tells you to respond, then you're robbing him. Because if he, he says, you do this and I'll do that. But if you don't do this, then he can't do that. Just like Jesus in his hometown could not do any mighty works because of their unbelief. See, obedience is the same thing as faith. Unbelief is disobedience. Because you're saying, I don't really think that you can do this. I don't think that you can open the window of heaven and pour out blessings on me that I don't have room to contain. That's what you're really saying. If you're really trusting God, God, God cannot fail. Come on now. I said God cannot fail. God will not fail. Didn't he start out saying that, uh, that I'm the Lord God, I change not? He never changes. And his word never changes. So what changes? We do. If we don't receive what God tells us that we can have, it's not on his end, it's on our end. He said, I'll rebuke, the, the verse 11, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes. The Hebrew word devourer means seed eater. He said he would rebuke him. Now in the New Covenant... We have authority over the devourer. But as a tither, he said he would rebuke the devourer. But you need to remind him. You need to remind yourself of that. So that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall your vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. I like what the King James says in verse, the old King James in verse 11. He says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. This is the part I like. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. What does that mean, Brother Larry? That means supernatural longevity. Now, you ladies might not want to claim this when it comes to shoes and clothes. <laughs> but God said that he would rebuke the devourer and that our vine would not cast its fruit before its time. Everything, And I say that. Everything I own lasts supernaturally long. It lasts as long as I want it to last. And then he says, All nations will call you blessed, for you will be, delight, uh, be a delightful land says the Lord of hosts. The people complained harshly. People will want to know why you're so blessed. You'll draw attention to people. You know, some of the people in the area might want to know well, how you got that new truck, Pastor. Yeah. And then he says, your words have been harsh against me, says the Lord. You know, I I knew I had somebody that I that I love dearly, and they said this: We've tithed all our lives, but it, if it, if it ever did us any good, I don't know it. They were faithful to do what God said, but their their words was harsh against Him.
See, you can't have what God says if you don't say what God says. Faith does two Faith says something and faith does something. And then once you do something, your words have to line up with what you said, what you did. Yeah. You have to act like the word of God is true. You have to talk like the word of God is true. You know, if you tithe and you're not saying that the windows of heaven are open to me and he's poured out blessings on me that, ca- that I don't have room to contain, then you're limiting in him. Thank God you're tithers, but your words have to be in line with You, uh, you have said uh, it's useless to serve God. What profit is it that we have kept his ordinances and that we have walked as mourners before the Lord of hosts? Well, I know that's not your case, but you know, some people want to want to know, you know, well, what, what's tithing going to get me? I don't, I don't know that, like I said, that, that person... They said, yeah, we've tithed all our life, and if it's done us any good, we don't know it. But they were blessed. But, the, the, yeah, that's right, they just didn't see it. Because, like I said, prosperity is not just money. But God is not opposed to you having things. He just doesn't want things to have you. Let me give you a, a, a kind of a, a word example of this. So your, your, your tithes and your offerings. Let's say you've got two horses and you're on this cart. You've you got one horse here. He's a tithe horse and an and offering horse. And then you've got this, this other horse over here is your word horse. You tithe and you give. But your words are not lining up with what you did. So this horse is sitting down. You're not going anywhere, are you? In in order for your cart to be pulled, both horses have to be working, right? All right. Well, let's say you've got your conversation right. You've got your words right. Now, this is not your case, but this is for the people on the Internet. (laughs) You're not tithing. Well, you, you can be saying all day, God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, and you're not giving. You've got to have both horse, horses up and going in order for your cart to go. Can you see that? Your tithes and your offerings, you need to be obedient. You need to speak the word over it, but then you need to talk in line with it on a regular basis. And I'm going I'm to give you an example of that in just a minute. Or your tithes and offering is like a seed. You plant the seed in the ground, and your your words are like water. You plant the seed in the ground, and 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 you never water the seed. What happens? It's not going to sprout. No rain. No no water. The seeds in the ground. You got good ground. You're planting into a good church. A good work here, but you're not talking about it. You're not watering the seed. You're never the seed is never going to grow. 
But then you get over here on this side. Now, I know this doesn't apply to you because you're tithers, but you get over here and you, you, you quote all these things that we're talking about here, but you're not tithing. If water on the ground, water on the ground, water on the ground, water on the ground, what do you got? Mud. So you have, you're tithing and you're giving, and your and your words have to line up. The, the seed in the ground, you have to water it. Amen. So this is how I worship God with my tithe. I say something like this. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to put you to the test. I'm putting him to the test. He told me to put him to the test. I'm not getting arrogant and getting in his face and say, You said, but I do do that. You know, it's all right, not arrogantly. Reverently, because he told me to. Yes. Yes. Come on. Come on. Father, I thank you for the opportunity of putting you to the test with my tithes, with my offerings, and with the words of my mouth. Now I thank you, Father, that the windows of heaven are open to me, and you have poured, not are going to, you have. So faith is now. Not if if you say, well, I know God's going to heal me one day. No, he's not. He's not going to heal you. Why? Because he already has. It's just like, well, I know God's going to save me one day. No, he saved you 2,000 years ago. Now faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is now. I know God's going to bless me one day. No, that's always future. You're always putting God off at arm's length. No, I know you have blessed me. I thank you, Father, the windows of heaven are open to me, and you have poured out on me blessings on me that I do not have room to contain them. The devourer, the seed eater, is rebuked on my behalf. Satan, you have no right to mess with any of my stuff. I take authority over you in Jesus' name. I'm a, I'm a tither, and I'm a giver. And you take your hands off my finances. You take your hands off my marriage. You take your hands off my ministry. You take your hands off my partners. And then, you know... Hebrews talks about, aren't they all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those of salvation? You know, you've got to give your angels something to work with. When you say, my God supplies all my need according to his riches and glory. we got a friend. Uh, he's a minister. And he was in dire straits. Uh, something happened, I don't know, but he, he got way behind in his ministry expenses. And uh, he was praying about it. And uh, just praying in tongues, and, and all of a sudden, an angel walked through the room. And, and he saw this angel. And on the inside, it rose up on the inside of him. And he, he quoted it, Galatians, uh, Philippians 4.19, My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And the angel took off. In about two weeks' time, that need for the ministry was met. Yeah. 
See, angels hearken to the voice of his word. And when you speak his word, angels go to work. And so I'm, I'm, I'm still worshiping God with my tithes. I'm giving the example. I just kind of got a sidetrack there. Go minister in spirits and cause X amount of dollars to come this week or this month. Our pastor at the first of the year, he'll claim what he needs for the year. But we, it works best for us if we do it on a monthly basis. Or if it works best for you, claim what you want on a, on a weekly basis. Whatever works for you. But send the ministering spirits out and cause them to bring in that amount of money on a weekly basis or monthly basis or however. And then uh, we always believe for a certain amount of month. Uh, not a certain amount of month, but a certain amount. So we go as a lump sum because we were believing for a certain amount and it just came in and so we've upped it. We learned this from Brother Hagin. So we say go minister in spirits and cause that amount of money to come. One time, like a, like, right. Above. This is above what we're claiming on a monthly basis. And then for us, we say go minister spirits and cause uh, X amount of new, faithful, substantial monthly partners to come and help us fulfill the vision that God has called us to. But there may be things that you need. Claim it. You're not gonna you're you're not gonna surprise God. You know, you're not ever going to claim a, an amount and, and God said, Oh I just don't think I can come up with that much. No. I mean if the streets are paved with gold, you're never gonna you're never gonna surprise God if you're claiming the next amount of dollars. But you need to be realistic about it. Yeah. If you start claiming, I'm, thank you, Father, I have 10 oil wells in my backyard and you've never been able to believe God for $100 or $500, you need to back up where your faith is. So, Thank God you're tithers. But I guess really what I wanted to bring forth this morning, put your words, get your words more involved with your tithing and your giving. And your giving. Because it's got to work together. Your obedience and the watering of that seed, your seed and the watering of it has to work together. Like I said, if you just water the ground, water the ground, water the ground, you just get mud. But if you plant seed in the ground and you never water it, the seed is never going to come up. But the devil doesn't have a right to steal any of your stuff. He doesn't have a right, especially as a tither. He said the devourer, the seed eater, the thief is rebuked on your behalf. But you got to say that. I said, you got to say that. I said, you got to say that. God says things so that we can boldly say them. 
Amen. Did you have something, baby? Okay. Yes. Are you on? I don't know. I'm yeah. Okay. Oh, you just got up. All right. You can sit back down. I'm just going to let the blood get flowing in your I, I, It helps me anyway. I was going to tell her. Your mic's not on. She's trying to work with it. Okay. I thought I. We checked it this morning. Here, I can fix that, too. All right. Okay. God wants to give some of you I want you to hear his story, and I'm going to have him pick you up and bring you to church in the morning. So we said, okay, and we're out in the lobby of the hotel. We don't know what to expect. This big, long car pulls up, and this man gets out, and he comes in. And he hadn't said three sentences, and don't misunderstand me. I'm not criticizing the man. I just want you to understand where this man was coming from. After he said three sentences, it was obvious that man had no education. And so we got in the car, and he said, the pastor tells me to tell... Tell you my story. And he said, I was one of 13 children, the oldest. And he said, I had to drop out of school in the fifth grade and go to work in the fields to help my parents, you know, support the rest of the family. And so he said, we grew up dirt poor. And he said, I got married and my wife and I were dirt poor. And he said, but we went to a Charles Capps meeting and we heard him teach on you can have what you say. And he said, I walked out of that meeting and I looked at my wife and I said, if that's true, I'm a millionaire. And he began to say it, say it, say it, because Charles Capps taught him that Jesus said in Mark 11:23, you can have what you say. And so he said, I said it, and I said it, and I said it. Many times a day, every day, over and over, I said, Jesus said that I could have what I say, and I say I'm a millionaire. He did that for three years, faithfully. And one night he went to sleep, and while he was asleep, he had a dream. And in that dream, God showed him how to design a piston head for a diesel engine, yeah. right? And in the dream, he also showed him how to uh, build it. it and how to market it. But he had a problem. He woke up the next morning with all this knowledge, but he didn't have any money to get a business started. So he went around to all the banks in the area, and of course they wouldn't loan him anything because he had no collateral. And so then he started going around to all the rich people that he could hear about, and they would turn him down. And finally he found one man that loaned him $3,000, and he said, I started my business with $3,000. He said, I just sold my business last year for $3 million. And this was 10 or 15 yeah, years ago. Yeah, this was many years ago. Maybe 20 years ago. And he said, ago. but I retained 60% interest in the building. So in other words, 60% of everything they continue to make goes to him. 
He said, next time you come, he said, don't stay in this old hotel. He said, come stay with me. He said, I got a big old house. He said, I got wings of that house I never even go in. He said, I got a swimming pool and a tennis court and just whatever you want. You just come stay with me next time. God did a miracle for that man, yeah. but the miracle started in his mouth. It started in his mouth. But he was a giver as well. Yes, he was a giver. He was also became a preacher. He yeah. started, he said, I just got back from the Ukraine and I didn't have to have an offering from those people. I paid my own way there. Yeah. He was a hoot. He was so funny. He yeah. gave us some of his tapes and it, they were a joy to listen to. <laughs> That's just what I wanted yeah. to share. Yeah. I mean, God may give you ideas in, in, while you're awake. He may give you ideas while you're asleep. He may just put a desire in your heart. And as you pursue that, as you take steps in that direction, you know, he'll confirm whether or not you're on the right path. But I'm convinced God wants to enrich the body of Christ because there are almost 8 billion people now on planet Earth. And do you realize that 4 billion of them have never heard the gospel? If you said the word Jesus to them, they wouldn't know if you were talking about a food, a tree, a city, some, some person. It has no meaning whatsoever to them. And we've got to reach those people. Yeah. And you know what? It's going to take money. And the sinners aren't going to give the money. The church is going to have to give the money to get the gospel out. Yeah. So we should all be believing to prosper. Yeah. My daddy told us once before he died, he said, I'm content with what I have. I have enough for me. So why should I believe for more? I said, Daddy, don't be so selfish. Yeah. I said, there's people all over the world that have never heard the gospel. You need to prosper if nothing else, so you can give it away so those people can hear the gospel. Yeah, those folks that we do the Bible school with, they've, in the last 15 years, 25 years, they've reached over 2.5 million people. That have never heard it before. You know, they go to unreached people. They take teams. Uh, what was the last one they took? Went to Albania. I know, but how many people? Almost they 100. Took, they took 100, 100 people. people with them and got them motivated and activated out They because they do crusades, they do children's crusades, they go into the schools, they go take teams, and they go into the streets. It's it's just uh, they've got a well-oiled machine. God has showed them how to reach the masses, not just with a, a large crusade, when then they don't even call them crusades. How do they, Festivals. What they call them? Festivals. Because in some countries, crusade reminds people of the crusades where people were killing people. So yeah. They don't call them crusades, especially in the Muslim countries. And if anyone should be involved, I know there's people watching by internet, uh, it's Global Ventures. Global Ventures. Globalventures.com or .org. I don't remember. But there'll be information about the Bible school. It's a mission school. Angela and I teach uh, some of the subjects, but I mean, they've got so much practical stuff to, to teach people how to get out into the, uh, be professional harvesters into the kingdom of God because they're wanting to duplicate themselves. Well, Father, thank you, thank you, thank you for today. Thank you, thank you. We worship you. Thank you, Father. You desire for us to be wealthy, healthy, and wise. You desire for us to promote the kingdom. 
You've given us power to get wealth that you may establish your covenant so that the gospel can be preached. And we thank you for it, Lord. We always have more than enough. You made all grace abound toward us that we always have all sufficiency in all things that we we have a supernatural ability to give to every good work, every gospel work. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Does anyone here got back problems, spinal problems, anything of that nature? Thank you, Jesus. Is it in your upper back, mid back, lower back, lower back? Have you had a diagnosis of any kind? The SI joint and the flexor. Okay. Do you mind if I put my hand there? No. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We release the anointing into the SI joint in her left hip. I command restoration in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for a new hip joint. And Father, I thank you for the disc, the vertebra, and her lower spine, the lumbar area. I say no herniated disc, no bulging disc, no eroded disc due to arthritis or any other form of inflammation. I thank you, Father God, for the anointing saturating this area of her back. Thank you, Father. We speak to the root of pain in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And forbid it to function in her any longer. We thank you that the anointing works at the root of that. And we thank you for total restoration in her hip and also in her back, Lord. Also in her back, Lord. And we thank you, Father, she has no longer any problems with balance in Jesus' name. No longer any problems with balance. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So did you have pain when you came up? Yeah. In your back, in your hip, or where? In my hip. In your lower back? Yeah. Can you move around some? Yeah. Check it. Yeah. No pain. No pain. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now I want to squeeze out of my ankle. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were in Illinois, Springfield, Illinois, and we had gone down a prayer line. Uh, people hadn't really told us what was wrong with them. We were just laying hands on them. And... We turned the service back over to the pastor, and just as he was getting ready to dismiss, this woman comes running up. She says, wait, wait, I have to testify. She said, I had surgery in my ankle. She said, I have pins and screws in my ankle and a battery pack under the skin in my leg to do whatever, stop the pain. And she said, my ankle was totally immobile. And she grabbed the pastor's shoulder, and she said, but look now. And she started moving it all around, and she says, and I can't find that battery pack either. <laughs> I mean, God just dissolved Is all it of it. The right? The right ankle. Oh, thank you, Lord. The same anointing that went into that woman in thank Illinois. Thank you, Lord, for a creative miracle. Anointing into our sister's ankle. We command bone to grow where screws are and plates are. Thank you, Lord, for a total miracle in this foot and ankle. In Jesus' name. We thank you for it. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it. Ha ha.
Thank you for it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Thank Lord. You, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Creative Thank you, Lord. miracle. Yes, yes. Thank you, Lord, for a creative Thank miracle. You, Thank you for it. Ha ha ha. Glory, glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I thought of something else while we were laying hands on her. Charles Caps was famous for saying this. Well, in fact, Jesus appeared to him and said this to him. My people, I've told my people they can have what they say, but my people keep saying what they have. I've told my people they can have what they say, but my people just keep saying what they have. We need to start saying what we want yeah. to see. If you say what you have, you're always going to have what you have. Were you coming up? Were you back? Yeah. Okay. I release the anointing into this area of my sister's back. I command the pelvis to be properly seated. I release the anointing to go down into the tailbone, these discs, these vertebrae, to be restored in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, and for the muscles, the ligaments, the tendons all across her lower back to be relaxed. No inflammation. No inflammation in Jesus' name. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you for it. Thank you for restoration. And if it goes around into the hips, it's causing the pain in the back. We release the anointing into her hips as well, into the joints. Thank you, Father. Thank you for that anointing flowing, flowing in her lower back. In Jesus, in Jesus, name. Thank you, Lord. Pain, I rebuke you. I command yep. you to leave. We speak to the root of it. That's right. The cause of the it. The anointing is working right now at the root of it. We the command root. that back, that those hips, lower back to be restored. Yes. Be restored. Be restored. Thank be restored. You, be restored. In Jesus' name. Move a little. <laughs> Yay, thank you, Jesus. Okay. I got arthritis. Is this part of my teeth? I know, Okay, Larry, I think that's a job for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like across here and around here. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord.
Can you check that? Yes, he is. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm not sure if I said this to you before, but new songs. Songs from heaven. Have I told you that before? I thought, I, for some reason, I thought I told you that before. But anyway, he's telling you, he's telling you that now. New songs. New songs from heaven that are focused on him. That will bring in more of the glory than that's already here. And then that, that ability to transmit it to the rest of the team. Why don't you just come up here, please? Whew. He's wired. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, as she just worships you. At heaven, home, songs from heaven. With her guitar, those songs will just start flowing. Oh, yeah. We thank you. It won't just be little ditties either, not little one-line something or other that you just sing over and over till everybody's bored stiff. No, there'll be full songs with verses and choruses. <laughs> we thank you for it, Lord. Let her hear into heaven. Yeah. Hear the sounds of heaven. And then bring those sounds back to earth. Yeah. So she's a worshiper, and we thank you for it. Thank you for it, Lord. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name. And yeah. we've already prayed over these hands, but we just pray for them again, Father thank God. We Father. just thank you for the anointing in her hands. Yeah. She lays her hands on those babies and those little children, and even on the parents sometimes, Father. I thank you that that anointing will flow. Diseases will leave their bodies. Yes. Deformities. Will yeah, be deformities. Deformities will be restored. Deformities. Yes. Deformities will be made right in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father, for <clears throat> just increasing her wisdom, increasing her knowledge in the medical field, but also in the spiritual area yeah. to know how to apply the medicine, to know what to diagnose, to make right diagnosis, to give the right medication to fix many problems, Father. Yeah. We just thank you for it. The natural and the supernatural working together. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for it. Thank Jesus you, Lord. Name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory, glory. Remember, tonight we're having a general healing line. Don't miss it. If you've got anything wrong, you'll you want to be here. Lord, Thank is that you, everything Father. for this morning? Hmm. Thank you, Father. The good presence of God here. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Just bless you. Thank you, Lord. Your goodness and your mercy endures forever. Thank you, Lord. Anybody that owns your own business, anybody that owns your own business, if you would just stand. You own your own business. Well, let's say you want to own your own business. Why don't you stand too? You want to own your own business. In the name of Jesus, 
I speak to these businesses and I command them to prosper. Yeah. I say more clients, in our doctor's case, more patients. Prosperity in Jesus' name. Those that want to start businesses, Father, I thank you that you give them the ideas. You show them how to expand their business. Thank you, Lord, for, for creative ideas, for understanding in the areas of marketing or whatever they need, Father, whatever wisdom they need in their business for that business to expand, to grow, and to be more prosperous. We release that in the name of Jesus at the direction of the head of the church through the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I just came up. So good. Yeah. Good. God will show you ways to increase. You know, one other thing uh, I didn't mention, but it just kind of came to me when we were waiting on the Lord. Uh, those of you that work in any area of the ministry of helps, well, have you ever heard the expression, time is money? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, and like when <clears throat> I worked in a lot of areas in my home church, but also because I was a painting contractor at the time before I went into ministry, uh, I painted all the buildings that we moved into with a crew of the people in the church. And I would always, uh, the ones that would come and help at the end of the session, I'd say, okay, now you figure out how much your time is worth, say like on an hour, hourly basis, and you consider that as sowing into the kingdom of God. You know, back back then, 10 $15 was real, uh, I'm talking about in the early 80s. Ten or fifteen dollars was was a, a a big amount for an hourly basis. It's not now, but it was back then. And I said, "You just how many hours you work today? You just present that to the Lord." And said, "Lord, I work this many hours today at the church. At the church, painting, and the same thing with whatever you do in the ministry helps. And then uh, uh, I'm, I'm sowing that in the kingdom of God. You know." Just because you sow money, uh, time is uh, important as well. Amen. Then I have just one more thing that's real quick. Uh, Some of you are retired. You are not limited to your retirement. Yes. And I'll tell you why. We had a a little boy in the Czech Republic. His mother was our interpreter. And he was born with cerebral palsy. And he was in a wheelchair. He was 12 years old. And before we left, on the last Sunday before we left the Czech Republic to move to Poland, his mother said, I want to testify. His name was... Lodja. Lodja. Thank you. I almost forgot it. And she said, when we first came to this church, we were so poor. She said, my tithe was almost nothing. And she said, but we've sat here, and Lodja has sat under the word. And she said, Lodja started using his faith to believe God for money to come into our family. She said, now, Lodja is believing in more than on a monthly basis than my tithe used to be for the entire year. A 12-year-old boy with cerebral palsy in a wheelchair was believing God and money was coming into the family. So I know if he could do it, any one of us could do it. Amen? So don't let your mind and the enemy tell you, well, you're just limited to this retirement income because you're not. Amen. The only limitations there are is the limitations you put on God. 
The only limitations you have are the limitations that you put on God with your faith. Okay, go for it. <laughs> go for it. Well, uh, I want you to know, uh, first off, that uh, um, some, I, know, I know nobody in here thinks this, but I know some people, maybe on the Internet or whatever, are thinking, oh, pastor sent them up here to talk about money. They want our money. No. No, they, they, they did that totally on their own. And, uh, by the leading of the Holy by Ghost. By the leading of the Holy Ghost. And they did it, they did it to, to teach you about how to get blessed. By the Lord, uh, Robbie and I uh, don't take a salary from the church. Uh, so, uh, when when the when we started this ministry, the Lord said, "Don't take a salary. I'll bless you uh, and 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 provide all your needs, but don't take a salary." Uh, and 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 one day, he's gonna. He, one day, I'm sure that he's going to say, "Okay, now you can take a salary." But we're not taking a salary, and we're not going to until the Lord tells us. Uh, and he does supply all of our needs. That truck out there, uh, that, didn't, that didn't come from the church. Nope. Uh, the Lord supplied the money for that, that truck, and, and, and praise God. It's, it's, it's completely it's paid for. It's completely paid for. Just like the Subaru, it's completely paid for. Now, um, and, and people in this church know this, and they work this. Derek's a faithful tither. Derek, how many vehicles have you had given to you? Two vehicles. Zach's a faithful tither. Zach, how many vehicles have been given to you? Also two. Jackie. <laughs> also two. Not, not, not only, not only, and right now she's driving a faith mobile that she's been believing. Yeah. I don't know how many years she's been driving that vehicle around after after the mechanics told her she needed to get rid of it. She's working it. But, God's growing so five years, and and Jackie. Uh, how many places do you have to live? Technically, Two, three technically <laughs> places to live, and 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 do you do you pay much for those? No. no. <laughs> At one point in time, Jackie was technically homeless, living in her car. Now, I don't know everybody's finances in the church, but I but I do know them, and uh, yeah. the Lord, you know, the Lord, uh, the Lord gave me. The job that that I had for 20 years and retired from recently, uh, he he gave me the ability to work that job, um, and he gave me the boldness to apply for it. I knew I wasn't qualified for that job when I applied for it, and when I accepted it. But he made me well able to do it, and and I did it for 20 years, and I and I succeeded at it and excelled at it, and and now I still go back and do work for them and get paid really well for it. Even though I'm retired now. There's only a handful of people in the nation that does what he does. And I know, I know that some people out there are saying, but, 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 Pastor, I work really hard for my money. Well, yeah, you do. But who made, who made you healthy and gave you the ability to have that job? Who gave you the boldness to apply for that job? Who, who gave everything for you That's right. so that, and paid the price for you so that you could be here? Who created you? Yes. God can do all things, and you can do all things through through Christ. Yes. 
here's here's the 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 last thing I want to say is uh well almost last thing. So work the they're, they're, what they taught us today is to work the Word of God. The Word of God will work for you, but only if you work the Word of God for Him. All right? Um, the ideas that you get, believe in those ideas and work them. Work them for God. And when the devil comes against those ideas or you start to think it's not working, tell the devil to shut up. Amen. Tell him to shut up. And, and because your God is a big God, and he makes you well able to do all things. Right. All right, honey. Glory to God. If you'll bring up Malachi 3, 8, I want to show you something that the Lord showed me. And, and uh, Brother Larry, man, you used an analogy that you just don't understand, and it's really good. I'm going to add I'm to sure it. I'm sure he does understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, no. So he, he, talked about, he talked about the two horses being, being um, uh yoked together, and one's big and one's small. Now, my dad's country. My, my, my biological dad is country, country's Kentucky. And uh, one thing that I loved about going to see my dad is he would take us to the mule pools. And mules are different than horses. Mules are different than horses. Horses, um, they'll pull because they're told to pull. A mule will pull because they love to pull. But they know their limits. But, and they'll push their bodies to the limit. They, they know when to stop. A horse will pull until it drops over dead. A mule will stop. But what a mule will do that a horse won't do is amazing. A mule, when it knows it's got a load attached to it, it'll flex all of its muscles. You're standing and you're watching them, and it'll, it'll, it'll flex all of its muscles. And they've got, believe it or not, they've got ankles and heels and knees. And when they go to pull... They'll flex those muscles. You can see their veins pop, just like a bodybuilder. And they'll go down, and they'll literally dig their hooves in. And you can see every joint turn perfectly in unison. And, uh, and, they'll, and they'll, I mean, they'll go down on their knees, and they'll pull with everything they have. And it's very important that when you have a team of mules, that your teams are equally uh, sized and equal in strength. Equally yoked. They're, that they're equal. And the reason that you want them equal is because if one is a lot stronger than the other one, it'll actually outpull the other one. And what will happen is the, the load will do one of two things. The load will either begin to turn in the direction of the stronger one. Um, and if it turns too fast or too quick because the other one can't keep up strength-wise, the whole load will tip and you'll lose the whole load. Um, and so I want you to notice that, he, that right here in the scriptures, he, he says this. He said, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, uh, but you say, wherein have we robbed thee? Or say, where have you robbed me? And, and God answered, he said, tithe, tithe. And uh, so what I'm saying is you can have a good tithing mule, and that tithing mule can turn. But if your offerings aren't aren't there also your mule your meals aren't even they're not even now am i saying you have to offer 10 percent? no what i'm saying is is you want to uh the lord showed this to me because i was talking to the lord years ago and i said lord i don't get it we're tithing and 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 yes i, I you know you're you know things are 
better, but they're still not working. We're not increasing, is what I told him. I said, we're not increasing. And the Lord said, that's because you're only tithing. And I said, what? He said, he said yes, there's tithers' rights. He said, but your increase comes from your seed that you sow, your offering. So we started with offerings. And I started, and I'm telling you, back in this day, we didn't have a penny to squeeze anything out of. And, uh, I mean, and there were times that we'd be out in the car, you know, we'd come to church, and I'd say, well, ah, i got to have something. We, we, we were so tight, we would go to Walmart and walk around the parking lot looking for change to put in the offering plate. We would. And Just, you, you, you'd try it. Walk around Walmart's parking lot. You'll find yeah, several dollars yeah, in no yeah, time. Yeah. Fa- yeah. Yes. Yeah. Father, I just thank you for seed to sow and then get out there and start looking for seed. But we'd come in and uh, I mean, there were times I get to the church and I go, oh, I don't have any money. And I mean, I'd be digging in the uh, tears running down my cheeks because I understood I needed to sow. And it, it wasn't there was no pride. My pastor didn't put any pressure on me. But just in my spirit, I knew I needed to sow. I had the tithe, but I needed seed. And I mean, I dig through the cushions and under the car. You know, you can find that quarter in the track and all that in your seat. And so I come in with a quarter, a nickel, something like that. And we'd sew it. And in your mind, you think, what's a nickel? What's a penny? What's a dime? It's everything when that's all you've got. Amen. It's absolutely everything when it's all you've got. So the Lord told us this. He said, I don't care what service you have. You always pass the plate. And, 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 and he said, because of the principle that I taught you. And I said, yes, Lord, because our pastor taught us this. He said, my pastor taught us, he said, don't ever let an offering plate pass you by without putting something in it. He said, if you don't have a penny, if you don't have a dime, if you don't have a nickel, put your hand on that plate and and hold it in your hand and say, Father, I thank you for seed to sow. Amen. And we did that. There were times that we just held onto that plate for a second. I'm sure the ushers probably thought we were crazy. But we'd hold onto it for a split for just a minute and we'd say, Father, we thank you for seed to sow. And we would do it. And, and I'm telling you what, there's a testimony out there. Now you see, this, you see this, this blue truck right here that doesn't look super pretty? Let me tell you how that truck came to, come to be. Uh, it will, but let me tell you how that truck came to be. Uh, we had an inheritance come to us. And I mean, talk about more than you could withhold. And in that inheritance was a dually truck. You all remember the, the dually, right? And, uh, well, the dually... The, the transmission out of it went out. And Brother Bill called us, and he said, hey, you still got that dually? And uh, we said, Pastor Mike said, well, yeah, but it's in the shop. It's not working. The transmission's out. Nobody around here can even get us a transmission. And he said, huh. He said, let me do a little check-in. So he called us back. He said, I got somebody that's got a transmission. He said, I tell you what. He said, Y'all, you know my old Ford blue truck, my work truck, the kids drive around the farm? Pastor Mike said, yeah. He said, it's four-wheel drive. You've been looking for a four-wheel drive, right? And Pastor Mike said, well, yeah, I'd like to have one. And uh, he said, well, I'll tell you what. He said, I'll take, he said, I'll give you my Ford four-wheel drive that's working, and I'll take your dually that's not working. He said, I'll even send the guy over here from Charlotte to do the tra- to, to swap them out. And they did. Yep. They, they brought that out on a rollback and, and picked up the, uh, the, dually. the dually. In fact, James went with me. Yeah. Wasn't it, James? No, oh, it was. I didn't oh, know. it was must have been Mike. Yep. Yep. And uh, so they got that all set up. And so when he, Mike had the truck, so he had this Ford sitting in the yard. And then we had the other Ford, the orange and white car. Now, let me tell you about that car. 
We bought that truck 19 years ago. We pulled the paperwork the other day. We bought that truck 19 years ago for $1,500 at the auction. And our pastor looked at Mike and said, are you, you sure that's the yeah, one you want? He goes, want? don't you want a newer vehicle? I said, I said, no, I want a paid-for vehicle. He's, no, he's been driving that car ever since, that truck ever since. So these two vehicles were sitting in the car, in the, in the driveway. And Michael said, you know, he said, I don't need two trucks. He said, that Ford's lasted me forever. And he said, it's still got mileage left on it. He said, I think I'm going to sow that blue truck into Zach's life. Well, in fact, Zach's been sowing his seed here at the church. And, and, and God told me to sow into Zach's life and to his business and to invest it. So he's been investing his money in, into God, and God told me to invest in Zach. So we put the blue truck in the shop, and we spent, I don't know, somewhere around $2,000 getting all kinds of stuff redone to it. I mean, it's not pretty, but it runs good, doesn't it? It's reliable. It'll help him get his lawn business started. And uh, so we sewed that, and then Mike, and that's the first one, that's right. And then uh, Pastor Mike said, I think I'm going to buy me a, a truck. And I said, well, find out what you want. And he told me what he wanted. We prayed, believed. And I was rocking. I was driving. We left the church and got down here. And I whipped around real quick. He said, what are you doing? I said, I saw something. He said, what did you see? I said, I'm not sure that it's what I think it is, but I'm going to go see. And so I whipped around, did a little U-turn, went back, and pulled up to that truck. And, uh, I mean, that thing's got every, every bell and whistle under it. It's everything that he wanted. It's a four-wheel drive. It's a king cab. It's a lot more than I wanted. It's more than he wanted. <laughs> and then he called. So I said, well, is that the truck you want? He said, yeah, but I'd like to get it for a little lower price. So let's pray and believe. So we prayed and believed. And he said, well, I guess I'm going to call the He said, I called the guy. And so he called the phone number. And, he, and the guy picked up the phone. He said, well, hello, Michael Williams. Michael said, that's interesting. Talked to him for a minute and realized, I know this person. He works with them at the Forest Service. He works with them at the Forest Service. He cut the price for us. We sent him the money. He's got his trucks so sitting right there. Talks to you about sowing and reaping and how God will multiply. Amen. Multiply. So just the testimony of God. So that's all I've got. It pays to sow. And if you don't have a vehicle to sow, well, start with a penny. Just be faithful. Just be faithful. And remember, the Bible... Just be faithful. No, it's not. Right, it's not the amount. It's not the amount. It's the, it's the heart behind it. It's the heart behind it. Miss Ann, Ann will tell you, every time I sit down and I do the offering, if I'm doing it, if I'm, if I'm the one processing it or when I go to pray over it, I get teary-eyed every time there's change in the offering. Every single time I find there's pennies and nickels and quarters and dimes in the offering, I get teary-eyed. Why? Because somebody is stepping out in faith every time. And remember, the the Bible says that if we're faithful to tithe, then he'll give us the the ability to rebuke the devourer in Jesus' name. Yep. And that, that our stuff will last longer. That I mean, 19 years for a truck that was already super old when I got it. I mean, <laughs> sold. Any case, and and then he also says that if, if if we're if we give with a joyous heart and we and we give uh, offerings that he will he will uh, bless us uh, over, abundantly over and above what we could ever ask or hope or think. I was talking about the mules pulling, and I'm going to end on this note. Okay. When we started offerings, it was a penny. It was a faith seed. It was a trusting God for seed to sow. 
we the only reason we track our tithe and offerings is so we can see what our giving looks like from year to year. We are all we are probably this year if I think we yeah, I think we were just shy of it last year. This year we're at twenty percent. And that's just God. That's just God. Um and, and so what in other words what I mean is we've got our ten percent tithing horse and we've got our our, our mule and we've got our ten percent seed sowing mules and they're working for us. And they're working for us and they're working for us. But we didn't get there overnight. We've been doing this for twenty something years. You know, so just start where you're at and let God increase and let God increase and let God increase. Because when we bought that uh, $1,500 truck, it was every dollar, nickel, penny that we had back then. And then we just paid cash for that pretty Ford that's sitting out there. That 2018 that's got massaging seats. <laughs> Glory I wish to you God. tell people that all the time. Glory <laughs> to God. Glory <laughs> to God. It does. It does. I feel, kind of, I feel kind of spoiled. That's good. That's the love <laughs> of God. Let's 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 uh, pray over our tithe and our offering. You pray. I gotta get yes. ours. Uh, Lord, we thank you for for uh, the, we thank you for the ability to sow seed. We thank you that you give us the seed to sow, and that you that you make us well able to to earn that money and to get, gather that money, and you give us ideas ideas that we are faithful to work on and to and to, and to and to pursue. Lord, we just thank you for all that you give to us because you you make us well. If, you, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have anything. But you make us well able, and you made us, and you created us to be able to do good things for your kingdom. And we will do those things, Lord. And we we give unto your kingdom with a joyous heart, Lord, we, because we know that you will provide for us, and that you have provided for us, and that you will continue to provide for us, and that you will bless us over abundantly more than we could ever ask hope or think lord we just thank you for this word that we have received we know that it falls on good ground and it will grow in our lives and it will bear fruit in our lives and in the lives of those we come in contact with because you called us to be preachers of your word and we will be faithful to do that in jesus name and we command the angels to go in jesus name and cause prosperity in every area of life to come. And Father, we give you the glory and the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You can serve the people. Glory to God. Don't forget the media table back here. Uh, Brother Larry, Miss